Is this heaven? No, it's a podcast. Welcome to the Field of Geeks podcast. Welcome to Field of Geeks, episode 153. I'm Josh. And I'm Bill, a.k.a. Billy Creston with 515 Gaming. I'm Jonah. Welcome, guys. Thanks for uh, doing this. Really appreciate it. We've, uh... Yeah, thanks, thanks for having for us. Ha- oh, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us on again. I sit by the phone waiting for an invitation. <laughs> the Field of Geeks every phone? Time, every weekend. <laughs> every weekend. <laughs> yeah, I found your number finally, so it's all, it's all good now. Appreciate you guys doing this. we got a lot to talk about. We... Haven't uh, had a show for a few weeks now. That just seems to be the time when everything hit. So much stuff that I was trying to remember everything uh, before we uh, got together and talked. So actually, pre-show, we had a conversation about uh, Swamp Thing, which we will be talking about now. (laughs) Very brief, but will be pretty interesting. So let's get started. Uh, Wolfman, Universal relaunched their Monster Universe years after the Dark Universe failed with Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw The Mummy. Uh, you know, I saw I, it. I I bought it, I think, on iTunes and watched it a few times. It's, I, I don't hate the movie. Yeah, it's not terrible. I, yeah, I, I bought it. It wasn't too bad. I mean, it was... I think it got, got a lot more hate than it deserved. Sure. Even though it was Tom Cruise, and I'm not, a biggest, I'm not the biggest fan of Tom Cruise, but it was still a good movie, I thought. Yeah, it was like the kind of a Brendan Fraser level movie, more of a modern take. But yeah, I'm sure they were hoping yeah. for something better, something more epic. Well, I, I actually think it was hard for them to to fill the shoes of at least the first two mummies that yes. Stephen Summers did right. with Fraser because those were really good. Yeah. And I remember the first time I saw the that mummy with him, I I hated it. And then I saw it a second time and loved it. Really? Uh, I did. I don't know what it was, but something clicked with me the second time that didn't the first. And so I really like those movies. They're just a lot of fun. Sure. And the Tom Cruise one lacked some of that fun, but right. uh, it, I mean, it's still good in other ways. It had some good um, intensity. That plane scene, that was really intense. And uh, Sophia, oh, what's her last name? She was a pretty good mummy. I liked the whole eye effect, and I liked uh, how they yeah. were building the universe they had russell crowe as dr jackal and mr hyde that was that was neat i liked how they were doing that unfortunately it's restarted again uh the invisible man is part of the new relaunch stage which has been a hit oh really yes yeah cost seven million to make and it earned 122 and then covid hit so it hurt it a little bit but it you could rent it and watch it i never did that yeah, that was actually the last movie I saw in the theater. Was it? Was it uh, pretty packed or yeah. good? Good turnout. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it was a full theater. It was me and the kids saw it, and we all rather enjoyed it. Yeah, it was so a cool I, take I, on I liked it, right? It quite a bit. Good, good. Mm-hmm. That's on my list. What about you, Bill? Did you catch that at all? I did. Um, I actually was very surprised by it. It was. Uh, I I kind of think that ever since Jordan Peele stepped into the horror game, that people have kind of stepped up their game a little bit. Absolutely. And it uh, it kind of seemed like this, uh, it wasn't such a hokey premise. It was, mm-hmm. you know, a little more plausible. Exactly. So I kind of liked it that way. 
I think that's the direction they're going to go with these new uh, monster movies for today's audience. I love classic Universal monsters. It's really hard to make them scary in current day settings. You know, uh, I don't know what it, what it would uh, take. Like, I don't know how they're going to tackle Frankenstein. They've tried the Robert De Niro route, and I don't think that worked out too well. So it's going to be interesting how they keep moving forward. Uh, the Wolfman is the next film and so far they've developed it for ryan gosling the star he's not 100 percent committed yet but most likely he's going to uh, play the parts and it's going to be set in the present day and it's supposed to have like a a night crawler feel jake gyllenhaal's movie he did a couple years back i never did see it i've heard great things about it i think that's what they're trying yeah. to compare it to so what do you think about the casting on that do you think uh, yeah it's pretty creepy ryan gosling or nightcrawler <laughs> Uh, well, Both. I, no, Night, Nightcrawler was creepy. Yeah, right, right. Creepy. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. I mean, that's that's a good way to get my wife to want to go see it. There you go. Yep. Uh, that's so why they did kudos it. Kudos to them for that. And <laughs> and I think he's I think he's you know really talented as it is. So I think it'll be good. It does feel weird though to me because I I feel like they just did a Wolfman movie. You would be not correct. that long ago with Benicio del Toro. Yep. I don't recall caring for it much and or even remembering it, but. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago that we saw that. It had some amazing visuals. It had um, Rick Baker's effects team. And that was like, all that was great. The story was just kind of weak. Again, that was Universal trying to relaunch their monster universe. <laughs> and then that failed. And then they uh, they had Dracula Uprising. That was the other one. It, they've gone, they've tried so many times to reboot this whole concept you know these monster films i think they're trying to do like the avengers like they're gonna build a team do something i don't know who they would take on king tut or something i don't know i'm guessing but was wolf with jack nicholson was that a universal i don't think so i think that that was no i think that might have been 20th century fox that was a pretty good film wasn't it i haven't seen it for a while i know the visuals were great you know, I remember, uh, you know, 14-year-old me loved that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it in a number of years. But yeah. I remember watching it in the theater, you know, back back when it came out with my mom. And uh, I I loved that movie as a kid. That's great casting. I mean, Nicholson and those eyes and then the wolf eyes on top of that. And then Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. That's why I liked it so much is I was a big Michelle Pfeiffer fan after Batman Returns. Oh, yeah, absolutely. James Spader was in it and Christopher Plummer. He he's got a resurgence and is uh, he's now in his eighties, like mid eighties. He just did that Knives Out film. We just showed that to the uh, yep. We just showed that to the kids and they liked it a lot. They we watched Clue and then they <laughs> liked that. So we're like, well, Knives Out's got a little bit more language in it, but maybe they'll be all right with it. So yeah, I was like, I Christopher wish Plummer, I could get my man. kids to watch Clue. Really? They they won't don't want to watch it, huh? They, it just they looks hokey. Any, dude, yeah, they. Yeah, they don't have any interest in, in Clue whatsoever. Um, they haven't seen Knives Out yet, but uh, that is a good one. The only thing about I really Knives enjoyed Out, Knives Out. I thought that the was only a good thing movie. about Knives Out that got me is I did not care for his accent. It was it seemed very over the top, and maybe that was on purpose. Yeah, but Daniel Craig's act Daniel Craig's accent was just crazy to me. It was wild. It, it was. He did an accent before in uh, Logan Lucky, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually, I. it was very similar to that, but he tried something new with it. Yeah, uh, my wife, even my wife could tell he was British. Like, <laughs> when I told her, I was like, he's British. She's like, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, this must be bad. 
Yeah, it's like it's acquired taste, I guess. But it was really cool what they did. It wasn't like a complete copy of Clue or really anything you've seen before. You know, it seemed to have just the right twists and turns. And they're actually going to spin off his character, I think, into his own films. So we'll see if that's a success or not. Hopefully. I don't know how you're going to top knives out. They'll attempt it, at least. I mean, it made money, so they, they got to do it. But it, yeah. was, it was really nice to see Chris Evans playing younger Chris Evans, how he used to get all the wise, you know, wise-ass parts and just really chew it up, you know, because he's so, you know, he's so perfect as Captain America. He's got the morals and all that stuff, and it's just nice. It was nice to see him just let loose, and it seemed like he was really enjoying just, you know, playing that character. It seemed like he had a lot of fun with the role and was able to kind of cut loose with it a little bit. So absolutely, and then Don really Johnson, cool yeah, I was, and Don Johnson. It was cool to see him, and that was a big role. He hasn't really been in too much huge. Uh, Django and yeah. Shane was the last, and he's been in uh, Watchmen. I think he was in that. It's for always a bit. it's always good to see Don Johnson and yeah. uh, uh, Tony Collette's Tony Collette's amazing oh, as an she's actress. Great. I love her as yeah. an actress. She, yeah, she can pretty much, I don't even think she's, maybe she's been nominated for an Oscar, but I don't know if she's, if she's won or anything. She should. She really, I, you know what? I think she got snubbed this year or last year for, oh, what was that movie she did? I can't really. Hereditary? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you see yeah, that, that one? Was, yeah. Was yeah, she yeah, pretty good in that? Yeah. Have you not seen Hereditary? Yet? No, I have not. Yeah. I haven't seen that either. Got- All right. You guys, gotta, on my list you guys to gotta watch. See. You gotta watch it, and and don't watch it once because you watch it once, you're gonna be kind of like, you're gonna be like scratching your head. Mm-hmm. Watch it a second time, sure. And a lot, and a lot of it'll make more, like the things that you don't pick up on the first time, you'll pick up on the second time. Right. And it's not that it'll make more sense, but you'll appreciate it more, in my opinion. So watch, watch Hereditary at least twice. I'll do that. It's like it's a horror film, right? It is. Yeah. I will do that. I'll add that to my list. That reminds me of when I saw Fight Club for the first time. I was just so... Uh, my friends and I, we came out of the theater and we were just like, what the hell was that? Because we did not expect that at all. <laughs> and then we yeah. watched it for the second time months later at home at my house. And yeah, just like how you just described, things click. You'll see things. And you're like, oh my God, this is so great. Like, we just had to watch it twice. And... <laughs> To really appreciate what it was. Yeah, those are the best films. I think you can get more and more out of them the more you see them. I love those movies that you come out of and you want to talk about for an hour or two over beer. Oh, or for sure. Oh, with yeah. somebody to really, you know, to to take it all in and to, to figure out someone else's take on it, how it may have been different from your own. Those are the best movies. And those are the best time to review oh, them too, especially with a recorder. You know, you get your friends like, hey, let's just record this shit real quick. Then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done that. I've talked maybe two hours with a friend once. I think it was after Mad Max Fury Road. Man, we were just out in the parking lot, mm-hmm. just talking and talking and talking. Those are the best movies, though. Yeah, you keep talking about like, what the hell did we just see? That was awesome. So, uh, hopefully, something else that's going to be awesome PlayStation 5. Bill, you are you a PlayStation uh, user? I exclusively use PlayStation. Right on. So, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. I guess like what uh, what information have you found on it so far, and I can kind of add my thoughts to it as you go there. Sure. Uh, yeah, they were uh, going to have like a reveal this week, and that's been postponed due to you know obvious events. 
I do know it's going to be released this holiday season, I believe. Yeah, they're shooting for a uh, they're shooting for a holiday 2020 release. Um, so we'll see how that kind of works. They want to they want to have a pretty extensive library when they do release it. So there's a little something for everybody. Sure. Um, and with COVID-19, that's kind of cut down a lot, on a lot of production for a lot of companies worldwide. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Right. Hopefully. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. Is it is it going to be backwards compatible? That's the one of the biggest things they're shooting for. And I really hope they do that. I still have PS3 games I haven't played yet, let alone even yeah. taken out of the wrapper. And and so that's what I'm waiting on. Or that's what I'm hoping for with that. In order for me to invest the money in it, I got to have something that I can play everything on. That'd be nice. Yeah, and I and I don't know if it's going to be. I really hope they go the like backwards compatible route where it supports discs from PlayStation One all the way through PlayStation Five. Because I mean, now you have to buy a subscription service to play, you know, PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three games, stuff like that. So, I really hope they decide to go that route with it. Is the transfer of those old games? Do they look much better? You know, through the through you know the PlayStation app. There are some that they've remastered. I mean, there's some that they've even re-released for PlayStation 4. Um, like uh, the Mafia games got a huge update just recently. Like Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, they've done remakes of those. Final Fantasy 7, they've done a remake of that. Like graphically, you know, I play more for the nostalgia part of it. Right. Like I played the original like PlayStation games on it, and they they beef it up a little bit so it runs a little better with frame rates and stuff like that, but it's still, you know, you still feel like you're playing the old game. Nice. Yeah. I've still got all my systems. I just, uh, yeah, it'd be nice if they're all in one thing. From what I found, and I, who knows, uh, there's so much info out there. This could be wrong, but it looks like it's going to be able to play some PlayStation 4 games, but not all of them. It didn't say anything else about beyond that. I hope, hopefully that's, maybe we're going to get a surprise. You know, it's like, everything's here. <laughs> I would really hope that, because um, I mean, the, I have maybe three games that are actual physical discs for the PlayStation Four. Mm-hmm. Everything else I have is digital, so I'm really hoping they have something in there that can transfer. Basically, I just log in and they transfer my library over, and I can download them straight to PS Five. And I've got a, an external hard drive hooked up to my PS Four to store all you know a bunch of the games on, and so it'd be nice if I could. Right just plug that into the ps5 and keep going theoretically could you unplug the external and plug it into the new playstation without having to download everything or would that that probably wouldn't be at swift would it um that'd be nice it, it still has to kind of trans it kind oh, of sure. like transfer it over right yeah um you don't have to necessarily re-download it but it does take some time just like if you're you know copying video from your laptop to a external hard drive and then moving it to another laptop it's sure kind of the same concept yeah, it's got. It's supposed to have better graphics. That's you know obvious. It's got a new CPU chip, I guess, that hasn't been released yet. Like I said, Bill, this could be wrong, but this is just what I found. Eight eight K visuals. There's a thing called ray tracing. Yep. It's better lighting effect. Yeah, um, I've kind of heard some of the, the details on the specs. I know the uh, the main thing that people were a little iffy about was the controller. Mm, yeah, um, because it's supposed to be a little more bulky in design, sort of like the Xbox one controller is now right but uh i mean honestly you know playstation ever since playstation one came out Mm -hmm. they've kind of had the same design so if they're going to make it more ergonomical and and better to use for 
you know, hardcore gamers, I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it looks nice, the controller. It's uh, it's it's kind of like, uh, they said it's like a drastic difference, but it still has that, you know, the original vibe to it, but it's like more modern. It's called DualSense, the controller is. Load times are supposed to be f much faster or non-existent, I guess. Uh, which, hey, I'm always for that. <laughs> That really yeah, takes it'll be you nice out. not having to wait a couple of days to play a game. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you guys have any VR tech, but it's going to be compatible with that. Um, uh, I don't have the VR system yet, but that's that's something that's kind of like on my mm -hmm. ongoing Christmas list, if you will. Oh, they're <laughs> a fortune, aren't they? I've I've looked up one. And I was like, oh, because I found um, Star Trek yeah. Bridge Crew videos. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. And I'm like, oh, let me look up a headset. I'm like, is that just for one? Like. Five hundred dollars. I was like, "What the hell?" Well, yeah, we picked up the VR for my son for his birthday last year, I think, and uh, or was Christmas or birthday? I don't know which. But anyway, he had, you know he has a lot of fun with it. I've played it a few times. I wish there was more games for it. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, I think I, I, uh, I dropped a hint to my wife for uh, <laughs> Bert, my birthday coming up here at the end of the month. There you go. By adding in. Um, Ace, Ace Combat Seven and oh. a uh, you know a PS4 joy, compatible joystick for the oh, VR man. that uh, maybe she'll pick up for me. That would be intense. Which I don't I don't know I don't know why I would do that to myself because even <laughs> playing like um, the new the Battlefront game for the PS4, there's a, a VR uh, kind of yeah. mission in an X-wing, and that thing makes me motion sick. Really? I keep playing that, and I want to vomit every time. So I don't know <laughs> oh why I want to play a fighter jet game, but oh I really do. Oh boy! Um, and they just—they uh, just released a demo too. Um, I think last week of Iron Man VR. Really? Oh, yes. So it's like a, I've been waiting for that one. Awesome. Yeah. So it's like a virtual reality thing. Like, basically, you've got the same like heads-up display they show in like the MCU movies, where like you, yeah, it's you like know, look at somebody and it, like tracks suit. them and stuff like that. Oh, that's yeah. So that looks insane. really cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I actually I thought that was supposed to come out like last spring, so it must have gotten pushed back or something. Yeah, I um, just weren't satisfied with the graphics, maybe or however that works with developing. Yeah, sometimes it can well, take a while, right? So many, yeah. so many developers get such backlash because when they put out a game, you know, that's highly anticipated, then there's so much bugs with it, and they have to release patches and mm -hmm. updates, and you know, I think a lot of the uh, a lot of developers now are trying to just iron all that out before day one release. Sure. So there's not, you know, some 32 gig update you have to download for the game and wait <laughs> yeah. even longer to play. Yeah. Everyone just has to be patient but, uh, and it'll be great. Hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, Actually, I'll definitely be picking that up when it comes out. Oh geez. That's so yeah. cool. And you get, do you have a surround sound or anything? You could like put that through speakers and, or maybe does it have speakers in it or headset? I mean, there's a uh, built-in headset. Oh, does it? Yeah, well, there's like little like earbuds that you can plug into it. Oh that, man, uh, <laughs> that you can wear with it. That's insane. That would be so freaking crazy. Do you feel um, both of you? Do you feel the VR trend is is going up still, or is it kind of like 3D TVs kind of dipping? I don't know. It's. Um, I think the VR trend is more um, intuitive on PC than it is on playstation because mm -hmm. um, like you were talking about star trek bridge crew I've, I've watched a lot of videos on that and the uh you know the vr sticks and stuff like that you can get for pc have like 
finger tracking where you can, you know, you can point at somebody or you can flip them off or whatever. <laughs> um, and PlayStation, as far as I know right now, just has the trigger system. Okay. Yeah. So it's like you use the triggers to kind of like grip on something or push a button sure. or something like that. Right. But I did, uh, I did do a tech demo on it last summer where I played Beat Saber, where it's kind of like a mix between Star Wars and uh, Guitar Hero. Cool. And that was that was really cool. But yeah, I see the whole like motion sickness disorientation thing coming with that. Like, I think you have to be really careful with that. Um, yeah. Most games nowadays have a a warning when you first boot it up it says if you're prone to epileptic seizures this might not be the game for you but i think that's going to be more of a issue the more intuitive vr gets but sure we'll kind of see how that how that goes forward you know oh absolutely and uh i i would love to try it i'm just afraid my damn kids will come up and surprise me and scare the shit out of me because <laughs> that would happen i'd be like oh yeah <laughs> I want more. I want more horror games, like more scary games. Oh man, that'd be. Oh yeah, for VR. That's what I want. I think the scariest one we have right now in our house is like a Five Nights at Freddy VR game. And uh, oh yeah, I want. I want something legit scary. That's what I'm waiting on. Just take I, uh, take it outside you know, and walk have, the trail. I... <laughs> um, I have played the uh, Resident Evil Seven VR mode before, Ooh. and that was pretty. That was pretty spooky. I mean, even playing the game with headphones normally, you get all the ambience and stuff like that. But when you're looking around and you hear like something bang behind you, <sighs> it kind of like immerses you into it more. So I'd love to see a lot of horror games and stuff like that do the VR thing. I'll play mine on yeah. the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> one I get my... scared easily. <laughs> years, <laughs> years ago, one of my favorite uh, VR game or. Uh, PS games was the um, the suffering, and uh, yeah. I would love if they're. I think it was, I had it for uh, PS2, and uh, I would love if they would redo something like that for VR because that game, you turn the lights down and you got surround sound. That game is terrifying. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a Half Life type type concept. You see, that's a PS2 game. Yeah. Uh yeah. Oh wow, that's old. I, yeah, it was a PS2 game, and they still haven't like done yeah. a sequel to it or revamped it at all. Uh, they, there was a sequel I thought, but I never played it. Gotcha. I know there was a sequel, but I can't remember what platform specifically it was for. Right. Yeah, I think it was PS2 and Xbox and and maybe PC. But you know, games like like The Suffering that I mentioned takes me back to when I was like a teenager playing Half Life on the PC, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which again terrified me as a as a kid. Yeah. Oh, I bet. Well, I don't know if you have the pricing bill, but what I found didn't list a price, but it said it gave an example of like right now, I guess a three-year-old PlayStation 4 Pro costs $400. So it's probably well above that, I would imagine. Uh, Is there any concrete pricing we know of? It's still up in the air. I mean, we we won't know until it releases. Um, I know a lot of people from... Uh, Forbes and Wall Street Journal have been kind of analyzing it given like inflation and what it's proposed mm. to do. Yeah. The the only firm number I've seen so far has been 500. Um, okay. But like uh, it, it kind of depends too because I mean a lot of times you know especially around holiday times they have the packages that come with you know 
you get a certain game and you get certain, you know, exclusive things you wouldn't normally get just buying the regular PlayStation 5. So Sure. You never know. I mean, especially if they do like a a package with the VR system or something like that, like, you know, to have VR, you have to have the paddles, you have to have the headset, you have to have the camera, you have to have all this stuff, plus a VR compatible game. So it's, I don't know. Um, I would say I'm, I'm expecting it to be around $600. And if it's less than that, I'll be pleasantly surprised. (laughs) I can get a Um, game. (laughs) Exactly. But, uh, the thing is, like, there's there's still going to be, while the PlayStation 5 is released, there's still going to be games that are currently being developed for the PlayStation 4. Of course, yep. And it's whether, or not those, it's whether or not those games can cross over to the PlayStation 5 for people who have been waiting for it and just drop $600 on a new system. Right. So it yeah. kind of depends on that. Um, I've also seen, like, a, a list of confirmed games and a list of projected games. And so far, there's really nothing, to be perfectly honest, from my play style, there's nothing I've really seen projected as confirmed for PS5 that I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. So I might wait. I might wait until, like, you know, November before I really get hyped up about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the bad thing with these new systems sometimes. There's really nothing great to try it out on that you would like to do, you know. I do know for sure that um, anyone who played the, the PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game mm-hmm. um, is is going to have to wait until PS5 for a sequel. Oh, okay. So that, that's yep. pretty much the only thing. Like, they haven't confirmed a release date or anything like that, but that's one thing that Sony has been pretty firm about. Like, Sure. You know, we want to wait until PS5 comes out because we don't want to just re-release, you know, the same game with a different story. Right. And they want to revamp it and make it more intuitive, possibly have some VR in it so you can swing around like Spider-Man. And Imagine falling off so. a building like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Oh, I've, yeah. seen those, I've seen those horrible videos where someone's trying it in a mall and someone comes up and just grabs the person. And they're like they're doing a roller coaster, and so they're just they just freak out. It's like they just probably feel yeah. like they're falling out of the damn thing. <laughs> that's that's the stuff I don't like about the VR concept. Other than that, it's like if I could have someone leave me alone, I'm cool. I'll try it. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be a scary think, game, but <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not brave. Me personally, like I can, I can really immerse myself into a game if I really want to. Sure. You know, to really, like, take it in. Like, you can put on heads. Like, I have a headset that kind of, like, cancels out external noise and makes it really bassy. So, right. Um, I don't necessarily need VR to immerse myself in a game, but, I mean, still, the concept of it sounds pretty cool. And especially if we get more into, like, motion control, you know, controllers, kind of like the Wii tried to do and everything like that. And right. Yep. I don't know. We'll see. Need some power gloves. Bring those back. <laughs> yes, bring back the Nintendo Power Glove. Yeah, for the PlayStation <laughs> Five. <laughs> In that case, yeah. I want a game. I want a Game Genie too. There you go. Yes. <laughs> that is the, you know, that's the one thing that I can't stand about the PlayStation versus, versus like PC is that PC you can do all these mods and stuff like that. And like, yep. You can turn like the zombies from Resident Evil Two into like. Shrek, but you can't do anything on <laughs> PS4 because it's hardware. 
you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's like yeah. the GTA, kind of uh, a, Marty McFly's and Batman's and all that they can do. Yep. Yeah, exactly. That would be cool to have something like that, <laughs> like to kind of have some right capability to PlayStation 5, but I don't know. We'll see. That'd be crazy. That would be cool. I've uh, seen the latest Mortal Kombat previews. I don't know if the game's out yet or not. I should know that probably, but... Yeah, it's so it's like they, they released Mortal Kombat 11, and mm-hmm. then they released a DLC that's kind of like a sequel to the story, but oh, the... it's still contained within that same story. Because they have storylines now, right? I mean, I guess they've always had the storyline, but they're more theatrical, would you say? Or yeah. More put yeah, together? Yeah, ever, uh, ever since Mortal Kombat 9, they've gone to like a campaign mode. Oh, okay. Where sure. you go through the, the regular story, but like you can still go through the game and beat it with whoever you want and get their ending. Oh, yeah. So, that reminds me of Twisted Metal, the first Twisted Metal. Or maybe they all did that. I don't know. I only beat the first Twisted Metal, so... I just remember each character, oh. there was a different ending. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but they have those uh, RoboCop versus Terminator. I've seen some of those videos. Man, it's brutal. Like I'm like, poor Murphy. Like This is terrible. <laughs> how he gets, he's getting killed all the time. It's brutal. I can't well, believe how real it looks. I will say that I'm a lot more impressed with the DLC for Mortal Kombat 11 than I was for Mortal Kombat 10, even though Mortal Kombat 10 had like all these horror villains in it. Sure. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11, they've done like, they put the Joker in there, they put uh, the Terminator in there, they put Spawn in there, and it's voiced by Keith David, who did oh, the sweet. HBO series. Oh, That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you know so, if, I mean, uh, that's a nice little bit of nostalgia for you. Hell yeah. Do you know if, I, I think it's true, but did, did Peter Weller voice RoboCop in it? I don't know if he does. I thought I heard he, he I, was I know. going to... That would be cool. I know for sure that Arnold. I know for sure that Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't voice the Terminator in it. It's like a guy that does really like a spot-on impression. <laughs> really? But, yeah. He wanted too um, much money. Yeah, that pretty was... much. Like it's it's crazy because uh, well, NetherRealm Studios is. Uh, I think they own WB Games or vice versa. One of the two. Sure. That's why they're able to conclude like you know the Joker in there with no licensing fees. That but, makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. It's still kind of cool to see, like, to see like an off the wall Joker absolutely like murder somebody, you know, like he <laughs> yeah. would in real life. Right, right. But they should have a, a reboot RoboCop versus RoboCop. <laughs> see those two I go actually, at it. I actually think the reboot. Uh, I think there is actually a reboot skin in there. Is there? Because like every one of them, they have like every one of them they come out with has like. Uh, has like cosmetic skins that you can right. buy with in-game currency. Sure. Like uh, one of the main characters in Mortal Kombat 11 can get a Harley Quinn outfit. Okay. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, there, there's a little cosmetic stuff in there. I saw one that was like the reboot with like yellow instead of red. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's like necessarily the reboot one, but I've just kind of seen some sure. screenshots of it. That's cool. I'm sure a lot of those are probably add-ons you have to buy and stuff. I'm I'm so out of the, uh, you know, everything you know, right now. Um, you know, honestly, like the same. I did the same thing with Injustice when that came out. I really wanted to play it, and if you wait until the Ultimate Edition comes out, you'll mm. get it for like twenty bucks with all the DLC. Oh, sweet. Well, I'm gonna have to do that because so. I wanted to pick up Lobo when I had the chance, and I never did. 
Yeah. Yeah, you just have to you have to be patient and wait till it becomes like a PlayStation hit, right? And then it's a little cheaper. <laughs> I I will say that they do have quite a few um they do have quite a few sales on their PlayStation store. And especially since the whole COVID nineteen, people staying at home, they've sure. done a lot of ones where like you can get ga- certain games up to like seventy five percent off. And oh, wow. you know, I mean some of them are some of them are like triple A titles, some of them are just little indie things, but right. If you're patient and you wait, you can get a game for free. Like uh, this month, they are releasing Star Wars Battlefront for free on PlayStation Plus. Nice. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Our next topic is a bunch of DC and WB-related items. I don't know if you guys have heard the news. I'm totally kidding. I know you have. Looks like we're finally getting Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max in 2021. That was like one of those, uh, is it true, is it not true? I always had the faith it was true. And, you know, I had a few doubts here and there, but I was pleasantly surprised yeah. when they announced uh, they were going to do that. That was something I thought would have been a good idea. It's like, you know, you're launching HBO Max. If this is out there, like, put it on that sucker, and you'll get so many people to sign on. So what was your guys' initial initial thoughts about this when it broke? So did did Snyder basically, and, and I'm sure you would know better than me, did Snyder film the entire movie? Uh, he, and then they just brought in he, Wheaton to kind of cut it and, and redo parts of it? He, I think he, he wrapped principal photography, and the studio, it was very long. Uh, his cut was very long, and the studio wanted it cut down. I think he cut it down. They didn't like it. Then his uh, tragically, his his daughter passed away, and so mm-hmm. they. I think they were already upset with him about how BVS was received. Even though I think uh, the ultimate cut is much better film, he, they just were uh, wanting. They wanted the Marvel formula so badly. So, yeah. Uh, he left the project, and I think they just took whatever they had. And to you know, to be fair to Whedon, they didn't give him they didn't give Whedon a lot of time. They had that uh, release date, and they were I don't think they ever changed it. So it was like a huge deadline, and so Whedon did what he could do with you know uh, what we got, which I don't think it was absolutely terrible film. It definitely wasn't like a big epic avengers like film you know it wasn't like a culmination of a you know a get together yeah but yeah what they're gonna do now is take snyder's cut and they're gonna they're gonna finish visual effects initial reports were saying it's gonna cost 20 30 million head of hbo bob uh, green greenblatt i believe that's his name he said it, he wished it was gonna cost that so it's probably gonna be a lot more uh <laughs> probably under 100 million still but yeah uh he said that uh Zach's vision still being built, and he's reassembling his production crew to score, edit, and provide visuals, visual effects to existing footage he shot. He did. Snyder did want the actors to return for some new shots, but that wasn't greenlit. So you're for sure gonna get probably some more voiceover work because you know when they film, when they film everything, they have fans and all this loud equipment going on. So they usually have to do some ADR. And so that's right. what that's what they're gonna do with that, and it's gonna be. Snyder said he hasn't seen the Justice League we got, but he's pretty confident it's not even close to his vision 
of what he wanted to uh, to bring to it. And there's there's so much. Um, it's gonna be a different film. It's gonna be a completely different film. I mean, yeah, we'll yeah. still see some similarities, but yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great experience. I think. I think it'll be better. I'm just you know pretty much. I'm I'm excited to check it out. Um, I and I know I've told you this before. I can, I have a lot of trouble trying to sit through. Yeah. The one we did get, I think it's. I don't think it's a good film at all. Right. It doesn't. I don't like it. It's like a popcorn and, film, uh, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's not. It's not Avengers quality. It is, it's but, definitely not. But the popcorn's burnt, and it doesn't taste good. <laughs> uh, I'll give so you I'm that. Really excited to see. Yeah. I'm really excited to see this more. More out of just out of curiosity than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think it is probably going to be better, but that's not a. Uh, it's not hard to do, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true what do you what did you think bill did you uh were you um not a I, fan of justice league the we didn't one so i have not seen justice league yet well that's probably a good choice jonah would my say. reason <laughs> many would say my reason yeah. for that don't my reason for that is because like most people i've been waiting for the snyder cut to come out yes i would rather watch a movie once the way it was intended to be seen then watch another Suicide Squad that everything was cut out because of, <laughs> yeah. you know, studio involvement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, they just panicked. The WB just totally panicked. They screwed They screwed everything up. They, I think they were going in a de- uh, pretty cool direction, and they just needed to give him some damn room. And they should have probably waited for him, you know, to deal with the tragedy and his family. Uh, who knows? It might have been a yeah. long, very long wait. Of course, it's been a couple years since that film came out. At the same time, though, I mean, you can you know polish a turd and it's still a turd, <laughs> right? So yeah. it's kind of that's kind of my thought with like most of the DC movies that come out is that mm. one you can see striking similarities or parallels mm-hmm. to the MCU movies, right? And two, it's like you know you're not getting the actual movie that the director wanted because the studio has been so involved in it. Right, That that's what pisses so, me off. Yeah, totally. Whereas, like, with the the animated movies they've been doing have just been phenomenal. Right. And I've, it's been a very small studio. It's been right. very t- close-knit group working on it. And they've just been phenomenal. Like, Killing Joke was amazing mm-hmm. to me. Like, sure. that. that's something that, like, blue batman versus superman out of the water you know i mean i think the studios just need to take a step back and and let people that are fans of the series actually work on it and do their thing with it yeah absolutely you know i mean you can look at so many different parallels with that you can look at the mandalorian Mm -hmm. you know yep the the sequel movies were very low received but you get a director in there who's a huge Star Wars fan who makes it into a huge success. Mm-hmm. And now this is looked at as the future of the Star Wars franchise. You know, you can do the same thing with DC. You can do it with anything. I yeah. mean, you, you really just need to let people do what they, what they know that they want. And, you know, fans may like it, they may not. But it's going to be better than having a movie that's cut down to 80 minutes and has <laughs> everything poignant about the movie taken out of it exactly yeah because we were supposed to get uh cyborg he was supposed to have a lot more to do with the whole story his mom was going to be like the heart of the film snyder said there is a confirmation that dark side will be in this version a possible revamped version of steppenwolf 
who was uh, voiced by Kyrian Hines, which he's, he's a great actor. They should have Thanosed Steppenwolf with his face because he has a good villainous face. And maybe they did, but it looked like PS2 graphic uh, version. You know, it, that was the thing that really took you out because, yeah. yeah, it's like it was crazy when Justice League came out and you had the Steppenwolf thing. Then less than a year later, I think we got uh, Avengers Infinity War with Thanos. It looked like the the effects jumped 10 years and got they got that good. Yeah. It was crazy. I was just like, what the hell? Why didn't they <laughs> why they do that with Steppenwolf, man? I do see the point that a lot of DC fans make, though, is that they don't have the budget that Marvel does. True. Marvel's built but up a lot, at, yep. At the same time, mm-hmm. at the same time, I've seen movies that, like, were run on a, stri- on a shoestring budget that looked ten times better than just <laughs> yeah. Like Man-Thing. Did you ever see that, the direct-to-video direct, the direct to video, uh, Man-Thing? I No, I didn't. Yeah. I, I remember it was, like, the first Marvel boom period you know we had x-men and then uh spider-man and then uh, i saw this man thing i'm a big swamp thing fan and i was like man thing what is that about no i never did see it it was i, I guess it never went to theaters that's probably something they want to forget i guess I, I never did see it did you catch that jonah yeah more than likely yeah <laughs> uh, i have it on dvd if you ever want to borrow it oh do you okay okay yeah maybe we'll do a commentary on it <laughs> There you go. It's worth it's worth at least a commentary. Is it? Is it? Okay. Done. That's on the list. We actually have done the Justice League uh commentary. We we picked it apart a little bit. I imagine this is gonna be a lot better. Even if it's not exactly what we want, let's say we get. Just the idea of having more of a storyline for Cyborg will be interesting. It's over three hours yeah. long, so there's talks that it could be split into sections, you know, like maybe like a, a miniseries type of thing. Some people think it'll be released mm-hmm. in theaters before the HBO Max, which I don't think so at all. I think it's going to go right to HBO Max because, you know, they want those subscriptions. And maybe if it does well enough in like ratings, they they could put it in the theater. Or maybe they'll do just one night in the theater, which I would I would love to go see. I, I would for sure do that. I think all of us are pretty psyched about it. So, yeah, it's pretty much a new film. Huge thanks to all those uh, vocal online campaign people. Uh, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. They, over the years, they've been at it, and they've, you know, they've raised money. They they flew banners over cities during big con events, and, you know, they've spread the word. But, yeah, my brother actually was present when Snyder did the Man of Steel commentary and announced this. I don't know how he got onto the Zoom meeting but if you look at the uh trailer announcement you'll see joey in there he's uh <laughs> bearded dude looking like it's christmas morning he was so i've not seen him that excited forever about anything so yeah he's been talking about it for a long time so in fact not everybody in this group was uh thinking it would ever happen then you know when we got the uh first reports of it coming because joey said oh you just watch because he he kind of knew something we didn't i guess uh you know that, i don't know if they had a pre-meeting or whatnot but yeah he said uh he said it's it's gonna happen and uh yeah it sure did so <laughs> yeah I, I can't believe it. it's it's really it's a cool accomplishment i think to for fans and just uh it's a new thing to take on as a you know like a pro- how many projects like this get reborn you know it's just the circumstances are just right and it's it's just a whole new whole new territory so it's going to be really interesting to figure out how they're going to cuz you know they you know you, you can get really into it like you know the 
the SAG, all the actors guilds, like how are they going to get financed through this? Cause they're going to bring the actors back and which is why it's probably going to cost a lot more than initial reports. But yeah, all the actors seem to be pretty, they, pretty much for it. Are they just coming? Are they just coming back for the ADR stuff then? I think so. Yeah. Actual footage. Yeah. The word was Snyder wanted actual footage, but they, he didn't get that approved. So yeah, ADR is po- most likely going to be it. And of course, if they have a premiere somewhere, I'm sure the, the actors have, you know, voice there for it. So they're they're yeah. largely committed, and they're still in the the you know Warner Brothers. Thankfully, Aquaman was a hit, and Wonder Woman was a hit. Of course, that was a hit before Justice League, which I don't think I think things would have went drastically bad, uh, even more than they more than they did if Wonder Woman would have bombed, because that was you know there's a lot riding on this whole new concept, this whole project they wanted to do, and you, of course had some hits, uh, like it or not, Suicide Squad was a hit. That's actually another thing yeah. that's being talked about now. Uh, after this announcement, the director, David Ayers, tweeted some cryptic tweets uh, with Joker involved in it. One was said, I am different. Fuck your opinion. So people are thinking, is there a deal <laughs> happening for a theatrical or um, a Ayers cut, if you will? Because if you recall, the damn theatrical cut was edited by the trailer team. Which is just so crazy. It makes sense, though, because that movie is just all over the place. The The extended version is better, but it's still messy. I don't know. What do you guys feel? Do you think uh, you think that could be a possibility? Would you welcome that? I would absolutely welcome that because Suicide Squad was one I was really, really excited for. The trailer had me hooked, and then the movie came out. I saw it in the theater with friends, and uh, it felt like I was watching two different movies. You know, the first 20 minutes was a, was a movie, and then the the last half was, was a different movie altogether. It was very strange. Yeah, because they reshot. Uh, so I, they reshot I, I the really ending. A, um, yeah, David Ayers, especially David Ayers. Yeah, David Ayers is a really talented director. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's done some really cool stuff, and so right. Uh, I don't know why they wouldn't have, have put more trust into his own well, editing it's, abilities it's, or, or his yeah. editor's abilities. Rather, it's so crazy. They gave him like two weeks, I believe, to come up with the whole idea for Suicide Squad. <laughs> So he had to write that quick, and then, yeah, uh, final cut. They pretty much took the. I I would assume they kicked him out of the editing bay, so they could just have a trailer company do it, and then, you know, it, it became that. And then they reshot the ending to make it more humorous, I believe, because the BVS bomb, even though it made like eight hundred million, but you know, WB was for sure it was going to be a, a billion dollar film. So that just started that whole ripple effect, and I think they just tore everything apart. You know, they just panicked, and hopefully they've learned their lesson. I mean, with the Snyder Cut release, I, I would hope so. They got different people in charge now. I would say that if any studio needs proof of what can happen when they listen to the fans, mm-hmm. they should look at the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yep. Because... They literally took that movie and completely redid it with a new design. Yeah. Because the original Sonic was so horrible. Like, I I was really looking forward to seeing Suicide Squad because it was the first Joker we were getting since right. Heath Ledger. And I'm a huge fan of the Joker. Sure. And I really wanted to see that. And then, like, you find out that, you know, Jared Leto did all this crazy stuff on set. And then, like, he's in the movie for five minutes and then he's gone. Right. And it's kind of like, I want to see more of 
what their vision for Joker was supposed to be, and I want to see less of Will Smith. If they can make that happen, then I'm perfectly happy. Yeah, I, I agree. Even though Will Smith was Will Smith again in that, that was probably a good thing. But again, that was not that was not the movie we needed. So, but I did I did appreciate yeah. his uh, his old uh, <laughs> Big Willie style, if you will, uh, <laughs> of acting. He, he was a good Deadshot. He mm-hmm. was a good Deadshot. Don't get me wrong, but sure. like at the same time, I expected the end credits to have like his song over it. Oh, right. Yeah, you're right. Like Men in Black or like Wild Wild West or yeah. something like that. You know, it was like, oh, all these other, all these other characters don't matter, but Will Smith's here. Right. Like, yeah. No, come on. I want to see more of like the entire team, not just one guy. Well, yeah. And even before uh, the extended cut came out, which I, I thought it was a lot, it had some more scenes in it, let's say. I think made it a little bit better, but I did enjoy the Gotham scenes they had, the alleyways with Batman and Will Smith and his daughter, and then the yeah the Joker chase scene, which yeah, exactly. I remember them filming that. I'm like, that's going to be so awesome, and it's so quickly mashed together in the film, but from what we get, I mean, that was awesome. He puts that breather on, dives in, and a lot of people don't like this, but I, I, I thought, you know, Harley Quinn, she... she tries to kill you you know it's like she's not like the innocent person you know he punches her underwater i thought that was a cool effect you know a lot of people are like oh he shouldn't punch her I'm like all right but she's harley quinn and it looked fucking cool i thought <laughs> you know because she just goes ape shit and he just pops her and just just that whole underwater sequence i thought was really cool and then she of course her doing being herself kissed him when he's trying to bring her back to she probably never was uh needing any assistance there like those scenes were cool. I liked those a lot, and I was hoping we would get more of that Gotham. And maybe if this Justice League is successful enough, we'll we'll get that again. We'll get maybe some more Ben Affleck. I don't know. I'm reaching, but you never know. I mean, we didn't think the Snyder Cut would happen, so we'll see. But. Yeah, there's a lot of people that talked bad about Ben Affleck being Batman. I actually enjoyed him as Batman. I did too. I, I thought, thought he was. Good. I thought. He uh, he kind of gave me that like uh, Dark Knight Returns yes vibe from the comics, you know. Absolutely, I loved yeah the Fat Bat, Jeremy Irons as Alfred, like all that stuff was great. Uh, what do you think? Do you like uh, Affleck, Batflick, Jonah? I can't remember if you did or not. I, no, I am not a uh, Ben Affleck. Oh no! Fan. I he's... actually, I like I like Ben Affleck better when he's behind the camera as a director <laughs> yeah. than. Anytime that he's actually on screen, really? I don't yeah. care for him in general <laughs> as an actor, but could not get into his Batman. I wanted to, I tried. Yeah. I just, I didn't care for it. Did you like the suit at least? Yeah. I mean, the suit, I mean, Batman's suit's classic. I mean, that's the and, best and suit on screen, it. I think. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I think that it, it translated really well to, to the screen. Yeah. More so than, than a lot of the other ones have in the past. And so I, yeah, he, he looked really good. He did. Uh, I just, I just couldn't get, couldn't get into him as, as Batman for whatever reason. So the only thing I, uh, I like Snyder as a director and everything. I think he tends to, uh, oversaturate his set pieces. And I, the reason why I say that is there is, if you look at a more detailed look of the Affleck suit, he's got brass on his toes, on his boots and he's got brass on his knuckles and i thought that was really cool and he never i don't think we got to see that too much because of the you know the color filter if you will like even with the batmobile that lacked some detail i wanted there's some behind the scenes where they look at his weaponry he's got like 
wood handles on his weapons. It just looks so badass. The design was so cool. And you can only appreciate it by watching that or if you get like a uh, hot toys, if you will. Uh, that's my only complaint about Snyder. I, I think some of that stuff, I, I like seeing that shit, you know, the details of things and the tech and all that. And But, you know, it's still cool. That that warehouse scene was awesome. Best fight scene, I would say. Yeah. It was, it was like right out of the comic book. So he did some right. I think Cavill's a good Superman. He definitely has got the look. It's just he's just uncanny. He's like a beefed up Christopher Reeves. It's crazy. And you know, I know his was kind of mopey, but I think they were getting they were getting there. They were just trying to lay the lay the road, if you will, or however you want to say it. And of course, the Weed and Justice League was a total like from one to eleven changing. <laughs> you know, he was just all of a sudden the Christopher Reeves Superman and it did not work for me. It just felt very rushed, you know. No. I guess you could credit yeah. that to coming back to life, but still, I was like, "Wow, he's cracking jokes and he's he's having fun, and it doesn't feel right. <laughs> doesn't feel earned." Yeah, let's say. I, I think I think Cavill's a really good actor, and I, I really like him as Superman. Which mm-hmm. is funny that I say that because I didn't like Justice League. I never actually saw Batman vs Superman, and I didn't like Man of Steel either. So I didn't like the movies he's been Superman. Oh, really? In. Okay, yeah, yeah. But that said, I think he's a good Superman. I don't think that those movies in particular were handled the way that, you know, I would have liked to have seen them sure. handled, but, uh, but he's fantastic. And like mission impossible fallout. And I would love a sequel to uh, man from uncle. Yes. I'm right there with really, you. Really mm-hmm. underrated. I love that film. That is such yeah. a good film. Yeah. And it bombed, but man, it was, uh, I remember when that came out, I saw it in the theater. I loved it. Just a whole sixties. Yeah. And, that's one of the reasons why I don't think he can be Bond, though. He's already played Bond, sort of, even though he wasn't, like, British. It just was so similar, but cool. You know, they put it back in the 60s, took out all that, you know, the new tech we have that can help you do everything, help you take out the villain and the heartbeat. And He's done some good work. Yeah, Fallout was great. The whole mustache gate, that's what caused Justice League to have the, the whole controversy. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's why. Yeah. It's probably Tom Cruise himself told him he couldn't shave. I was like, you can get a fake mustache. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just craziness. But yeah, speaking of Cavill, looks like he's coming back for some more Superman appearances, if not his own film, which I think they really should give us another Superman film. We still haven't seen Brainiac on the big screen, and I think that would be something cool they could explore. I'm all for him coming back, though. I'm excited. They, you know, they had to work out a new deal. There was, there was times where it seemed like he was done playing Superman, but he never said he was, and it was over uh, a finance dispute over uh, appearance in Shazam. I don't know if you've guys seen Shazam, but spoiler alert. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Superman comes to lunch at the end, and it's not him, obviously. I'm sure it was going to be a bigger right. cameo. <laughs> yeah, that he was supposed to have a cameo in that and it fell through but it looks like uh looks like he's he's back they're just inking the deal and i i think he's there's rumor he's going to be more like of a hulk like he'll appear in multiple pictures yeah. just not his own film so i honestly think that's a better way to take on superman because you know if you're trying to establish a whole series of characters right you're mm-hmm. trying to establish batman wonder woman flash cyborg you don't need Superman there who can basically just, you know, in a split second, wipe up the entire, you know, cavalcade of villains. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you want somebody that is just kind of there as like a last resort, like, okay, we can't handle this guy. Let's get Superman in here. <laughs> right. 
it's kind of like the the New York scene in Avengers. Like they were struggling, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like Hulk's here, and now we're winning. So right. that would be exactly. kind of like the direction I'd like to see them take with Superman. Because quite frankly, I don't really like Superman just because he can. He has like, you know, every year he gets new powers. True. And it's like how OP do you need to make this guy? <laughs> but right, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, I I think that's what they're going to do. Hopefully, and if there's enough buzz or a good story comes along, maybe he'll get his own. But I'm I'm for him just appearing here and there. That'll help maybe build up a Justice League too. If uh, if that's their plan, I'm not sure. I know we talked uh, CW and how uh, Swamp Thing is coming is coming to the CW now. It's been rescued, if you will. It was on the DC Universe for a season. It was already canceled before I think even episode. One dropped, if I if I remember correctly. Uh, I know. Yeah. Uh, Jonah, you've seen it. I've seen it. Bill, have you seen Swamp Thing? I have, and I was very. I had I had watched the first four or so episodes. I think is what it was. Uh, what was available at the time? Sure. And I was, I was really impressed with it because when I was growing up, I loved the the '90s Swamp Thing that they did. Yeah, the cartoon or live if action. you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had the toys. If, if you remember that, I <laughs> yeah. thought that was really cool. Yeah. And and I really wanted to see what they would do with Swamp Thing. And it's because he's one of those, like, D-list superheroes, kind of like Iron Man used to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? And it's like I was really excited to see what they would do with him. And then it was just all of a sudden, nope, he's canceled. I'm like, oh, well, thanks. I know. It was a buzzkill. It really was, especially as you kept watching the show and you're just like, man, this is good. I, I'm, I'm liking this. What the hell? What the hell's wrong with you people? Yeah. <laughs> something about a tax yeah, the, break the show, or something. The show was really well done. And, you know, like Bo was saying, it's, with him being that tertiary character, you can really push the envelope and go super crazy mm-hmm. with the storylines and, and uh, the visuals and the villains. And uh, there's a lot more there, I think, that they could uh, dive into. I don't know that CW is going to go super crazy because it's CW, but there's an opportunity there for sure to to really push it, I hope. Yeah, that was my initial reaction. I was like, oh, it got saved. Oh, CW? Oh, boy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> ugh. I don't know. Well, He's going to yeah, have a that, team now. That was the <laughs> That was the thing is that like CW has not been my favorite for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then they did uh, crisis on infinite Earths, And I was like, this is what it could be. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you guys do this all the time? Right. <laughs> yeah. so you really put the effort into it. Right. They do it once a year and that's about it. Yeah. You had Brandon Routh, you had Tom Welling, you had all these guys in it. And it was like, this is awesome. Like do this more. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, no, we have to, we have to use the same five actors in every show we do. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's cool. That works for the uh, Friday the Thirteenth remake, but not for this, you know. <laughs> right. This uh, series you're trying to do. Yeah, I, I hope Swamp Thing. I hope it's. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I loved the first season. It was it was very R rated, so definitely not going to be that way anymore. Uh, I don't know if they could probably get away with just showing season one again. You know, if they want want to save some money there, because you know not everyone's mm-hmm. seen it, so that'd be great. Uh, maybe over the summer they'll they'll replay season one. They'll have to edit it quite a bit but i think that'll be uh, yeah. pretty damn cool i don't know if you guys watch batwoman at all there's a big uh, controversy right now because ruby rose has dropped out of the part only after one season uh, so they have to recast mm-hmm. it's already a show i don't think is getting a lot of ratings 
I watched some episodes. I didn't hate it. I like Batwoman, the character, as a concept. Uh, I don't like... Uh, I didn't like some of the writing choices they did there. I don't want to go into too many spoiled territories. I, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Ruby Rose as an actress. Yeah. DJ, whatever you want to... She was in John Wick yeah, 2 I, and Orange is New yeah, Black. She, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen her in, in those. Uh, I haven't seen Batwoman yet. I don't have an affinity for the character. I don't mind the character. I yeah. just don't, you know, don't really have a connection to her. Sure. The fact that they're losing the lead actress, I would just shit can the show. I mean, just cancel it. There's talk that that might happen, or they'll just totally revamp it. There is some cool qualities about it. I mean, definitely, the suit's pretty cool. I like it. Uh, there's a character on there who uh, plays uh, what's her name? Looking at it, Rachel. Scarston, she plays a character called Alice, and it's uh, spoiler alert, it's Kate Kane's evil sister. So there's talk that maybe she could, uh, you know, if they want to save some money, she could play, you know, pull double duty and uh, <laughs> she could be Batwoman and this villain at the yeah. same time. That'd be kind of cool, I think. That'd be a really great yeah. challenge for an actress, you know, to, you know, take on two parts like that. Uh, there is, yeah. uh, yeah, this show had a lot of problems. It's first season ratings aside and all that. Uh, there's a crew member who was paralyzed on the set. It was an accident. Of course, Ruby Rose herself suffered some injuries to her spine, which required emergency surgery. Otherwise she would have probably been paralyzed. Uh, she was doing some of her stunts. That was probably a mistake. Uh, the work schedule is very long hours and they, you know, they crank these CW shows out. They're all, filmed in uh canada it's probably a well-oiled machine you know just keep moving so but the low ratings yeah. and all that and she's ruby rose say what you will about her acting talents um she i guess could be considered a movie star is kind of where she started so i don't know if that's you know hurt her from getting jobs or she wants to go back to that i not sure it's very vague yeah. right now there's probably some drama that happened and she i would assume she just you know she had spine surgery, and it's just probably not worth it anymore to her to to continue. You could easily recast mm -hmm. a, a Batwoman, but I think the issue is I think you should have someone different than complete someone completely different under the cowl. So it's still Batwoman; it's just not Kane Batwoman. It's somebody. Oh, different. I see what you're saying. Yeah, is, yeah, like she left yeah, town is and... what I would recommend. Yeah, like. Yeah. Something happens to her, and maybe somebody else picks up the mantle and, and carries it on. So. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. I would, I would explain like uh, you know appearance differences if you really want to touch on that, or just or just ignore uh, any character change or uh, actress change. Uh, Stephanie Beatrice, she's from Brooklyn Nine Nine. She's expressed her want to play the character. I don't know how she would do that with you know having another job already. Jane Taylor, she was in Sci-Fi's Magicians. Both of them are very interested. And then there's this Cameron Grimes. She's been on The Young and Restless. You know, she's a soap star. Mm -hmm. I put this up on her page. If you look at her, like, facial expression with the with this particular artwork of Batwoman, they have, like, the same smile. The bone, you know, like, the, the grin and everything. And I was like, that's really, look-wise, that might be really good casting there. I'm sure she's a decent actress. I mean, Stephen Amell, he's a soap actor, too. So you could... There's so many people who've been soap actors before, you know, if, if people think that's like a bad thing or not. See that uh, was one step up from. Yeah, true, anyway. true. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Definitely. Good point. 
Cameron Grimes is a great actress, actually. Like, I, uh, she's been in uh, one movie that I know of, and that was Swordfish. And that was a long time ago. Oh, my ago. gosh. Okay, but, yeah. Was it with uh, Hugh Jackman and Travolta? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, she was his daughter in that. Are you shitting um, me? So that was a long time ago, but. She's Hugh yeah. Jackman. She was Hugh but, Jackman's uh, daughter in that? Oh, my God. I feel old. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but. Uh, Damn. No, she's she's a tremendous actress. She's got a great look. And, yeah. you know, um, I mean, you talk about, like, soap stars who, be, who made it big. Like, Paul Walker was on whatever he was on forever he was on young and the restless too i sure. think for a little bit david then, hasselhoff you know he made it big <laughs> with the yeah david hasselhoff like you know i mean C W in my mind is kind of like a step below you know daytime soap operas but um <laughs> see, I, see i say step I mean, above he says step below there you go there's more action in the there's there's usually more action on the cw shows let's hope right yeah i mean it'd true. be pretty bad if there but, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm counting yeah. their more recent things. I'm not counting like Everwood or One Tree. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, but I'm no, talking, no. Any of their DC oh. stuff is a step above. <laughs> Nobody's clamoring for Everwood to be on streaming. So <laughs> no. And the, I used to, the R cut. And I, I feel ashamed to even say this. I used to watch that show when it was on TV. <laughs> I did too. And what's so surprising is that Chris Pratt is in that. Oh wow! Uh, I don't even think I ever realized that. Well, yeah, he's the he's the dumb idiot brother that's like blonde. <laughs> Interesting. I I might actually see if I can find that. That's uh, like the only parts he gets, isn't that. it? It's like yeah. we need a dumb idiot. All right, Chris Pratt, here you go. <laughs> Not saying he's dumb. But, but that was way before. <laughs> that was way before he did. Uh, what is it? Parks, Parks and Rec, Rec yeah. or whatever he did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mostly just watched that for Emily Van Camp. Yeah, oh, who's that? She, she actually. Oh yeah, I know. Talking like about yeah. more in the MCU. She's a she's a Sharon Carter in the Marvel movies. Right, and she's going to be in the um, Bucky uh, Falcon series. The, yeah, the TV yeah. series. Yeah, which I'm I'm happy because uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They didn't do too much with her yeah. character, so I'm I'm happy she's going to get like more. You know, lines of course, because it's like you know a lot of development character development. I would imagine. So I'm all for that. That's cool. I could see her hooking up with Bucky. I'd ship that. There you go. A little bad boy action there. <laughs> yeah. Watch the arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to uh, conclude oh. um, all this WBC, uh, DC talk, HBO Max has launched. We we talked a little bit about this before the show. Are you guys impressed so far with, with the app and the experience, what, what the catalog is? Of course, we got the Snyder Cut coming. Um, I have not subscribed to hbo max yet shame no, i'm, I'm sorely tempted to just <laughs> yeah i know no worries um, i'm sorely tempted to just for the fact that they have like old tgif shows on there yeah like they family do. matters and stuff like that like that's awesome <laughs> right like i've been waiting yeah. for netflix to get their heads out of their butts to do that for years right but you know um so and and honestly i have like no ties to netflix now that i'm caught up on everything but sure probably be looking into that here shortly along with uh renewing my subscription to disney plus there you go we subscribe we had hbo now all before and so i think it just kind of transitioned into hbo max for us and great uh i'm not gonna lie i'm a huge fan of friends and started watching that all over again for like the sixth or seventh time in a row <laughs> on yeah. uh hbo max and they got old Mooney tunes cartoons out there that i you know i hadn't seen in years right um 
so no, I, I, I'm all for it. Uh, so far it's, uh, it's been good, but we've only had it for, you know, <laughs> five, sure. four or five days. Well, friends, friends is a big deal. Uh, we, we watched the whole series on Netflix before it went off and my, my family started watching it. I, I would kind of watch here and there, but yeah, I was like, man, this still, this still is good. I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could say it's not the, you know, it's not uh, a thespian show or if you will, but it's still, um, I still thought the rewatch was pretty damn good and yeah, it's got some qualities still and they got the reunion show uh, happening, which I don't know if that's going to be like an actual show or just kind of like a, a behind the scenes interview concept. Uh, that was a big deal. They got the actors back for that. So it's like the first time they've reunited since the, the season series finale of friends. So but yeah, their catalog's pretty impressive. I was saying that they have some uh, Fox movies. And of course that's probably, you know, Jonah said it was, you know, HBO probably already had the rights to, to show them and have them. So you got like X-Men, dark Phoenix, and you got die hard and, countless other films so it i was surprising at first i was like wait a minute um i thought disney bought fox so what's going on here hey it's still cool though Die Hard hasn't really been out on digital uh for a while uh, you know through a streaming service that is might give that a watch yep. i don't know if it's in 4k yep. or anything probably not but yeah the catalog's pretty and we've impressive got, uh, we've got a gremlin series coming next year to hbo max oh nice yeah gremlin's uh, secret of the uh Malgoi. Is it is it animated or is it live action? Uh, it's going to be like an animated thing, as far okay. as I know. That's cool. Hey, that's still yep. cool. That's still more gizmo but than still, we've gotten yeah, in a long I'm time. Still all about it. Maybe we'll get a third third one finally. It's been like thirty years. That's that'd be cool to see again. Maybe we'll get a Goonies show while they're at it. We might as well do something with that. Give us a. I'll take a Goonies cartoon. I don't care. You could bring back the uh, original cast for the voices. Maybe they would still look like the same characters because, you know, they can't tell how old they yeah. are maybe by their voices. It'd be kind of neat for them to do like they did with It. Like 27 years later, everybody gets back together and comes back to oh, that'd be the cool. story sure. and they're all like different. That would be really cool. How come they haven't done that? They better get on the damn thing. Richard Donner, the director, he's like, he's in his 90s now. It's crazy. I don't know if he'll be able to direct anymore, but... <laughs> at least produce it or Clint, something. Clint Eastwood's still doing it. That's true. He just turned 90. Jesus. Yeah, I feel... Uh, I have hope. <laughs> they seem to be functioning yeah. pretty well, so <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're taking, but I would like some, I guess. Sure, why not? Right. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have, guys. Uh, yeah, go check out HBO Max, and there's, there's quite a bit of uh, DCEU films on there. You can see, and it's pretty impressive, just like uh, Disney Plus was when it launched, and still is. There's so much content; it's it's crazy. It's nice to see old films and cartoons again, and all that. So, uh, before we go, is there any yeah. plugs or recommendations you'd like to share with everybody? Um, I would like to, sure. um, but I'll I'll defer I'll defer to Jonah first here because mine no, will probably take a minute. No, go for it. I don't really have anything to plug anyway. I've been keeping it low key amidst all the uh, <laughs> Corona and the protesting. I, I'm not leaving my basement. So you're still doing your GI Joe yeah, photo shoots. Though. Those are nice. Oh yeah, when the weather when weather permitting. Yeah. Yeah, those are awesome. I like to hang out hang out with my little plastic men. Why not? Yeah, hell yeah. They're action there figures, right? <laughs> That's right. They're not dolls, dolls. grandma. They're action figures. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Well, um, 
those of you who've been following uh, my Facebook on 515 Gaming know that I just recently came back from a hiatus. I've done a couple videos now. Um, just recently put up a video for a game called Warface yesterday. Um, it's like an online first-person shooter. I also had a... Uh, I had also been kind of toying with the idea of doing streaming on Twitch, um, which will not be happening now. And I have a video on why I won't be doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I'm back and running and trying to get back on a uh, regular schedule. Fantastic. Yeah, I enjoy your videos and your, your content's great. So I think everyone out there should check that out. 515 Gaming on YouTube. And I've also been uh, been trying to up my uh, editing skills on Share Factory. So normally I, I clip out like stuff and everything like that and make like a 30-minute video. I made a 10-minute video recently that was 30 minutes worth of footage. So, nice. and it took me about two hours to edit. So, <laughs> That's how it goes, right? The more I learn about editing, the longer it, the I more know. I learn about editing, the longer it takes, but you know. It's a big know, job, man. I, I you make for your views, I guess. It, it is like, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate the whole editing process now since I've started recording and trying to put things together and sounds and all that crap. Yeah. And, it just makes you appreciate the the film industry even more. You know how people are like, oh, just crank it out and blah, blah, blah. Why does it take so long to get released? I'm like, you have no idea how long it takes to edit, especially if you're putting special effects in. And, oh, it's, it's a lot well, of yeah, time. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're doing the whole process by yourself, I mean, you yeah, look at right. the uh, – and, and I, I discovered this because of you, Josh. I, uh, <laughs> I watched the uh, Miles video. Yes. The Spider-Man fan film. Yep just recently and that was like i was following him on facebook and all the editing he was doing and it yep. turned out to be like a well like 30 35 minute video or something like that yep. but it was like you could tell all the dedication and work he put into it and it was just yeah so awesome to see that finally come to fruition steve has been filling me in on terrell christie i'm sorry is the name of the filmmaker who did that film and very, very talented guy. Uh, Lost Utopia Films, you should check that out. But yeah, Steve has been able to fill me in here and there. Like, he's been at it for a long time. They wrapped Principal long ago. And I, what I love about him is he takes in all the, the sites around Des Moines and he yeah. like, intertwines them. Like, you know, if you see the film, it's like uh, Des Moines' a backdrop from New York and he just blends it in effortlessly. It just. It was a great, yeah. yeah it was it's great. absolutely, it's absolutely seamless. Like you would, you would think it was filmed in downtown New York. Yeah, he did a damn good job. It. And, yeah, and the fact that he like incorporated it into the the Sam Raimi universe and everything like yeah, that was just right. Phenomenal. Good work pays off, you know. Putting things together and you know when you do something right, it, you feel good for doing it, and you feel talented a little bit. You know, it's like. With me anyway, with uh, yeah. putting putting things together, I'm like, wow, you couldn't tell that was a was a cut and a and an edit right there. Like, I like how I did that. Or yeah, yeah, the whole creation process is really uh, gratifying, and it and it, and it can be very addicting too. You know, because you want to get it right, and uh, yeah, it, it's definitely a uh, dedication and love. Like I. I didn't start any of this for money. I, I knew better. But hey, you know, if that comes along, yeah. I'll welcome it. <laughs> I can hire more people <laughs> right. to do other things. Yeah, because, man, I got so many ideas. I mean, like like everybody, you know, if only we had time and money, right? Well, and, so. uh, exactly. Yeah. A fun fact based on the whole, since I brought up the Sam Raimi universe. Sure. Um, 
So they are with Multiverse of Madness, the Doctor Strange movie that's coming out. Yes. They are looking at possibly getting Tobey Maguire to reprise his role as Spider-Man. Wow. That would be nuts. And like have them go into the Sam Raimi universe. I don't know how that's going to work between Marvel and Sony, but right. that's like speculation at this point, but that would still be really cool to see that. That would be uh, uh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be really cool. Can we get some uh, Wesley Snipes Blade to appear a little bit? <laughs> oh, man. If they brought him into the MCU, I'd be ecstatic. Oh, I know. He's the perfect Blade. I know, and I think I think the new guy, uh, Mahershala Ali, I believe, he looks he looks the part. I think he will do a good job, but yeah, it's yeah, it's. I wish Blade could add more series of films, but man, when that when that first Blade came out, that was so exciting and just uh, yeah, that was a great great start to uh, you know just what we've gotten since really. But yeah, those crossovers would be amazing. I, I keep seeing the meme of um, Twilight. Is it Edward and whoever her face is and Blade's behind them? I'm like, oh my god, give me that yeah. movie. <laughs> Give me that movie. That'd be epic. <laughs> Let's crowdfund oh that. Come on. <laughs> that would be so awesome. <laughs> right? <sighs> oh, that'd be so great. It'd be so great. It would have taken us out of the, the misery of the Twilight Saga. Apologies if any of you guys like that. I I've, I tried to watch the first one. It was it was not easy. It was... I didn't make it. <laughs> it oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Vampires uh, glow. I guess that's what you take away from it. But uh, to me, uh, the the Twilight the Twilight fans are just like one step above the Shades of Grey fans. So <laughs> right. I think they're actually the same fans. They all the same fans. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same fans. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! That's hilarious. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for your time and being on. This is uh, this is great. Um, this was a lot of fun and definitely got to have you guys back in the in the studio soon. Hopefully sooner rather than later. We'll we'll shoot for that, right? Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thanks for uh thanks for having us. It was good times. Absolutely. Thank you guys so uh, much for your time. Uh yeah. Always happy to be here. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're always welcome and yeah, we'll uh, I'll keep inviting. I know we're all busy, so join us when you can, but yeah, thank you. This was a lot of fun. A lot of good conversation and uh yeah, with, with that, uh, we'll be back. I'm Josh. I'm Jonah. And I'm Bill, a.k.a. Billy Crescent with 515 Gaming. Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. Take care, everyone. Thank you. You too.